This is Brain Diet, episode 192, How to Have More Mental Energy. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today is all about mental energy and how to have more of it. This is because we all have a finite amount of mental energy, and when we can learn how to leverage it and utilize it and capitalize on it, then we start to open up possibility for more of the things we want to create versus being drained by the things that we don't necessarily want to be devoting mental energy to, but we are kind of by default. For me in my home, the last year has kind of been the year of organizing and systematizing my house. I think getting on TikTok and seeing all of like the clean talk and the organizing talk and all of the whatever things has started to kind of plant a seed in my brain for this type of thing. I really like watching those types of videos. It's very satisfying. I think a lot of people do. That's why there's like whole TikTok channels devoted to it. But I've connected with a, a friend uh, who is an organizing coach. Her name is Jancy. And on Instagram, her handle is called Finding Your Fancy, spelled F-A-N-C-E-E. And she is an organizing and systematizing master. And so watching her, watching all of these other accounts post about not just organizing things, not just cleaning things, but really creating systems has kind of put me on a journey this last year. I also really enjoyed watching the home edit. If anyone watched that, that was so fun to discover. And I have loved watching the way that they organize things. And so much of what they they do, their process is creating systems for for areas in your home. And as I have gone on this organizing, systematizing journey, it's been a very slow process. And this has been very deliberate because I've wanted to invest money into it. And this isn't because it's a significant amount. It actually can be very inexpensive to create systems for an area and to organize. But because I wanted to create permanent solutions for areas and not just temporary organizing, not just temporary cleaning, if you will. Like I know over the years, I will go through my spice cupboard or my medicine cabinet and just like throw out what's expired and it will be clean and I can see where everything is. But over time, it just starts to get cluttered again. Or the same, I did the same thing with my like gifting shelf. I had a shelf that was for gift wrapping. And so anytime I would get bags that I could reuse, or if I would purchase wrapping paper or tissue paper or whatever, gifting supplies, ribbon, all the things, I would just put it in this bin on the shelf. And I would go through that bin, you know, maybe once a year and just kind of like throw some things out, but then it would just accumulate more and more things. And while it was good to be going through these areas to make sure that I was tossing things I didn't need or weren't useful anymore. There wasn't a system to 
keeping these areas organized. And so over the last year, I have really wanted to invest money and time into creating systems to organize my home. And again, it's very insignificant in terms of actual dollar amount, but I just wanted to be very deliberate and to put a little bit of, of money into this because I knew it would last a long time and it would really be worth worth the time and the financial effort. And as I have gone through this process over the last year, it's been a lot of work because we've had so many different areas. And I think too, when my husband and I got married, we bought our home, we, we bought a condo. And then when we found out we were pregnant with our second baby, we bought this new home that we moved into a few years ago. And so coming from a condo to a home, it was like, I just felt like we had so much space. And so I would just kind of put things places, but I didn't put them deliberately in places. It was just like, oh, I have all this space. I can just put things wherever there's open space. And so because of that, as I've gone through things over the last year, there are a lot of areas that need systems that need to be organized and gone through. But as I've done that, as I have put forth all of this work, it's been extremely energizing and I've really loved it. And I've gained a lot of momentum and it's been so enjoyable and I have not been in any rush whatsoever to reach a finish line. It's just been a great part of like cultivating a life and a space that I love. And so in throughout this whole process, it's really gotten me thinking about mental energy, about my mental energy and what uses it, what depletes it and what replenishes it. And in the context of this organizing journey or systematizing journey that I've been on, two things came to mind as some of the big factors for mental energy. And these two things are decision-making and problem-solving. Now, sometimes these can feel similarly. Sometimes these can even look similar, but there is a difference between what these look like inside of our brains. There is a difference between what is actually happening when we are either decision-making or problem-solving. And so being aware of these two concepts can help you harness your mental energy in your favor. And like I mentioned, be able to capitalize on it, to use it in a way that helps you create more of a life that you want instead of just reacting to a life that you aren't deliberately living. If you think about our physical bodies, we only have so much energy at a time or during a day. And so, for example, if I want to work today, and if I also want to be with my kids today, if I want to make dinner, if I want to be with my husband, be present, be able to focus, then I'm not going to run a marathon. And that is both because of time and because of physical depletion. If I deplete myself today in the way that running a marathon does, I'm not going to have physical energy to be able to do the other things that I want to do. And so I compensate and put my physical energy towards things that matter to me and that create a life that I want. The same goes for mental energy. We only have so much energy at a time or during a day to be able to focus, to be able to utilize, to be able to think. And so if we want to be able to focus, 
to listen, to work, to follow tasks, to complete tasks, then we don't want to be weighing down our brain's battery with too many other non-useful things to be working on. Keep in mind that brains are natural solution finders. Brains by default will deem most things as problems. And the reason for this is because our brain's job is to look for problems. If it can identify problems that are potential threats to our survival, then it can work to solve them and thus keep us alive. And so virtually anything in our life, our brain can look at as a problem because it can say, oh, this might be threatening to our survival. And because most of us aren't facing life-threatening, genuine life-threatening things on a day-to-day basis, our brain tends to find problems in other things that aren't life-threatening, but it wants to believe that they are. And so anything that it finds is a problem, it wants to solve it. Because if we can solve all of the problems in our general vicinity, then we can devote our mental energy toward being on the lookout for more life-threatening problems. (laughs) Even if the things we're facing are not legitimately life-threatening. But this is what our brain is designed to do, to be on the lookout for problems, to identify them and to solve for them so that we can open up more space in our brain to look for other problems. So our brain really is working constantly on some level. It is consistently on the lookout for things, but we can influence how much a brain has to work on by what we are deciding consciously. This is why we must be able to distinguish between and acknowledge whether what we are faced with is decision-making or what we are faced with is problem-solving. And let me explain a little bit about what I mean. Decision-making is when you are choosing between options. Which outfit do I wear today? Do I say yes to this lunch invitation or no? Do I keep this second set of measuring cups or do I donate them? Do I go to this East Coast University or this West Coast University? Do I eat eggs for breakfast or oatmeal? Decisions are when we have options in front of us that we are wanting to choose between or among if there are multiple. There are solutions essentially provided for you when it comes to decisions. You just need to pick one. And more thinking about it isn't going to create more options. It's just a matter of a single act of choosing, of making a decision based on what's presented to you. Making decisions can be draining though, because we're thinking about it constantly, but we aren't making any progress. We're essentially stalled because what's happening is We are continuing to dwell on something without creating any change, creating any other options, creating any momentum. It's just a decision that is stagnant. The options exist. And like I said, thinking about it more isn't necessarily going to give you more options or create more possibilities. It's just going to drain your energy stores without leading to any different outcome. So decisions can become a weight on your mind that feels like an unsolvable problem because we can't create any movement, any progress, any change. We're just dwelling on which decision to make. And this type of thing drains our mental energy very quickly. 
And not only does it drain it quickly, but again, it doesn't provide any movement or progress when we dwell on it. It's just something that we work on without a solution, without us actively choosing something. It just sits there and we dwell. So obstacles to decision making, which might put us in the situation where we dwell on something without choosing one of our options, an obstacle is typically something along the lines of us telling ourselves that we need to make the right decision. If we believe we need to make the right decision, we often end up not making a decision. And in the process, draining our mental energy and then depleting ourselves, at which point, at which point we still don't have a decision made. So if we believe we need to make the quote unquote right decision, then we drain ourselves without making any decision. And we do this because we think if I don't make the right decision, I might feel regret. Or what if I make my life worse by making this decision over another one? So for more mental energy to increase your energy available to devote to things on purpose, and to lessen the stress in your life, when it comes to decisions, make them efficiently, make them quickly, and have your own back with whatever it is that you choose. Instead of me, for example, if I make a decision, instead of thinking this is the right decision, I think I am going to make this the right decision. I am going to decide that I'm in charge of the outcome of this decision. And if I choose this over this, I'm the one that's going to make this the right one for me. And also decide not to regret your choice. Regret is a choice we make by how we decide to think about a choice. If you choose an outfit and you're thinking, this doesn't look good on me, sure, you're gonna feel regret for choosing that outfit. But you can also choose that outfit and decide to think on purpose, I'm gonna make this work today. Regret is something that you have complete control over with how you decide to think about your choices now and the choices you've made in the past. You can decide to think, this was the choice I needed to make at the time. Even if later on you get more information, additional information, and maybe you have the chance to change your mind, look back on choices that you've made and have your own back. That was the choice that I needed to make at the time. And maybe I don't completely understand why, but I trust that it was what I needed. Have your own back with the decisions that you make. And when you can do it quickly and efficiently, you immediately alleviate a weight from your brain. You have alleviated a problem that your brain has been working to solve and can't. So when you, with your conscious brain, decide to make a decision, you are giving your brain a break. You are tying up the ribbon and finishing the loose end because you're saying done don't need to think about that don't need to dwell on that don't need to devote any more mental energy to it problem solving on the other hand is different from decision making so decisions is between two options that we simply have to make a choice problem solving is coming up with a solution on your own problem solving is much more open-ended And problem solving feels curious without commitment. What if we tried this? What about this? What if this might work? So when I, for example, have had an area in my home 
to organize and to create systems for, I will think on it for a while. I will decide which area I'm going to work on and I will just kind of let my brain think about it. And sometimes it's really conscious and I sit and think, okay, what could I use? Where could I put it? How could I put this together? And other times I just kind of have it on my radar and let my subconscious work on it. I can't tell you how many times I've just given some time for my brain to think about something and out of the blue, something will pop into my mind of like, oh, we should try this. Because even if not on a conscious level, I'm aware of my brain working on how to solve for this, organizing, for example, it's still working on it. Because when we give our brains problems to solve, it continues to work on them to solve for them. And so with many areas in my home, I will let it sit in my mind for a while. I won't rush it. And so coming back to like this gift wrapping shelf that I have in my closet, I went through, cleaned out all of the stuff, went through all the things that I wanted to keep and felt like I could still use. And then I thought about it for weeks. How do I want to organize it? What things could I purchase? What vertical space could I use in our closet to then maybe open up the shelf entirely? And I feel like that combined with Amazon was just what made me unstoppable because my brain was coming up with all sorts of different ideas and I wasn't putting any pressure on it. It was like, we could try this. We'll keep that on the table as an option. What about this? We'll keep that as an option. And none of it I committed to. I just gave my brain space to come up with solutions, to come up with ideas. Brains are master problem solvers. They have the ability to create, to be clever, to come up with solutions that aren't just offered to you. And too often, I think we don't give our mind the space to do so. And especially with the age of the internet, we're so quick to Google things. And listen, I I love technology. I love being able to Google and search for something at a moment's notice. But we also are denying ourselves at times the chance to let our brain do the work. And I feel like that's where so much growth and, and joy comes from is letting your brain do the work and, and letting it find those solutions. And it's harnessing your brain power to let it do what it does best, to pick a problem that needs a solution and to believe in your brain's ability to find it. Now, problem solving in this way is energizing because there's movement there's progress, there's possibility. You are the creator. You are the one in charge of more possibility. Now, I am using this example of my home because it has taken so much of my mental energy recently, but it has not drained me in the way that decision-making has. It has been a space for my brain to create, to open up. And for me, that's been really interesting because there are so many things that my brain wants to think about in a day And yet when I give it a problem and the space to solve it, it's not something that drains me. And even when it comes to this podcast, I constantly have the opening of what is something that I think would be valuable to teach? What is something that I think my audience needs to hear? That is a question, a tab that I just have open in my brain at all times. And I cannot tell you how many times, because it's just something in the back of my mind, I will have an idea. I feel like the shower is one of my best places for ideas because I'm unencumbered and undistracted by screens and kids most of the time. 
where I just am in the shower, you know, normal, not doing anything out of the ordinary and ideas will just pop into my mind. And this is what we can do with our brains. If we open up a tab, if we ask our brain a question and give it the space to answer it, to work on it. Another example that comes to mind is have you ever not been able to think of a word? And you are like, I know what it is. It's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. And then later, hours later, even it will come to you. This is because when you give your brain a problem, it will work to solve it. Even if you stop consciously thinking about it, this is something that that happens to me regularly. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but I will not be able to remember words and they will come to me hours later, even though I've even forgotten about the interaction, forgotten about the word itself, forgotten about the whole thing. Brains are incredible and they have the ability to problem solve and we must give them the chance to do so and trust that it will work in our favor. Now, part of your harnessing your brain's power is to let yourself dwell on how to solve a problem and then decide efficiently how to execute the solution. Because problem solving and decision making are different. You must acknowledge which is going on for you. So part of organizing my home has been donating. I've gone through a lot of things, and especially with my kids who are six and four, they are really churning through a lot of different things at this stage, at this age, whether it's clothes or toys or things from school, we get a lot of stuff and we go through a lot of stuff. And so part of creating systems in my home is going through things, questioning whether or not I want to keep them and which I want to donate. And so when it comes to anything, any area that I'm going through in my home, I decide very quickly whether or not to keep something within minutes, if that. I don't waste any time thinking too much about it because I just decide to believe that whatever I donate is going to be okay and what I have left is going to be enough. I've decided to believe that everything in my home I have enough of. I have everything that I need. So when it comes to do I want this or do I not, do I want to donate this or keep this, I decide very, very quickly. And then I spend a lot of time problem solving on the best way to organize and systematize the area. I will let my brain work on it. I will even maybe do a little bit of research on TikTok or maybe look on Amazon and just get a couple ideas to plant inside my brain and then let it work on it and think about it. And then once I decide on what I'm going to do, once I really create a solution in my mind that I feel like is ideal, I execute very quickly because it's decision-making. Which products do I want to buy? When do I want to buy them? I just make all of the decisions. And it doesn't mean that it's rapid necessarily, but everything is decided and deliberate and calendared and scheduled. Because in doing so, I open up so much mental energy in my brain to put towards things that I want to put toward, to put it toward. Because otherwise, living, again, just in the example of my home, living in a space where I'm just living reactively. Like, oh, these things are on the floor. We're just going to shove them out of the way. Or, oh, kids brought home a bunch of new stuff. We'll just go, you know, set it where I can't really see it. That's all still there. And just as you have the physical clutter, you can create that mental clutter within you as well. So having a system can alleviate so much of that. Creating a space that you enjoy being in removes distractions, removes problems that your brain on some level, even subconsciously, will continue to work on. 
So examine what is taking up space in your mind. If it is a decision, make it. Decide not to regret it and move on. And then talk nicely to yourself about your decision. And if it's a problem, let your brain do what it was meant to do. Give it space to work on it and spend time paying attention to what it comes up with. You will eliminate so many many unnecessary mental drains and energize yourself with your own capabilities. Your brain is amazing. Don't forget that. Utilize it. Let it solve the problems in your life. And as far as decisions go, make them quickly and move on. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.